Welcome to It's the ADHD Friendly Show, where we explore all things productivity, well-being, and living our best damn ADHD lives at home and at work. My name is Karen McGill. I'm a certified ADHD life coach, and I'm here to help you do life better. Tell me if you can relate to this. You want to do a thing. So you buy all the courses, and you listen to all the podcasts, you read all the books, and you devour all of the YouTube videos, but you don't do the thing. You just keep learning in preparation to do the thing, but you never do the thing until finally you give up on the thing and you feel bad about yourself. If that's you, you are absolutely not alone. That is me too. And there is a term for it. It's called procrastinate learning, and we're going to get into it in today's video. And if you're new here, my name is Karen McGill. I'm an ADHD coaching creator, and I'm here for the busy, ambitious brains that want to do great things, but they're too busy procrastinate learning. We're going to stop that right now. So let's start out with defining what procrastinate learning is. And basically, it's just a form of procrastination that we feel is justifiable because we're learning about the thing, even though we're not doing anything to actually achieve the thing. So yeah, it's a little bit less painful, but it still gets us absolutely nowhere. And then we build this identity of being a person that doesn't actually follow through with anything and feels behind in life and doesn't understand where the time's going and why is everybody else moving forward in life? but I'm not. Maybe it's because you too are procrastinating. learning. So I don't want you to feel bad if this is you. I understand where it comes from. I have done it too. I still do it to some degree, but we're going to make today, the day that you're watching this video, the day that you stop procrastinating learning and start actually moving forward on the things that you want in your life because you've prepared long enough. And yes, you can do the thing. So why is it that we procrastinate learn? I personally have two theories. The first theory is what I call my marathon theory. I am somebody who would love to run a marathon. I love downloading marathon plans, putting them into my calendar. On Tuesday, I'm going to do four miles. On Wednesday, I'm going to do fartlek. On Thursday, I'm going to do hill training. And I build these beautiful marathon calendars. I spent hours researching all the best marathons to do as a first timer. I researched the shoes I should wear, the clothes I should wear, the climate, what else I would do while I was on my marathon vacation. And that's where it stops. I actually never, ever train for a marathon. And do you know why that is? It's because the idea of running a marathon is a hundred times more compelling to me than the actual thought of going out and training every day for a marathon. I had my moment of running a long time ago. Now I find that it raises my cortisol levels, it hurts my knees, and it's really freaking boring to run long distances. So a couple of years ago, I had a talk with myself and I agreed to hang up my procrastinate learning and procrastinate preparation for the marathon because I knew in my heart of all hearts that I was never going to do it, y'all. Never. So I no longer think about the marathon. But I think we all have that in our mind. Maybe we'd like to start a business or do a fitness competition. There's all kinds of things that we would love to do in theory, like really love to do in theory. But we know that the actual process of getting to said goal is never going to happen because we're never going to do it because we would hate every minute of it. So at some point, you just got to loosen the grip off that dream that you know is never going to happen because you're never going to bring yourself to do it. That's number one. Number two, and this is something that I find a lot with my ADHD clients, and it is the fear of failure and being paralyzed in perfectionism. So let's break that down. If you have ADHD, it's a good chance that you grew up in life getting a lot more negative feedback than the average neurotypical child. 
upwards of about three times as much as the average neurotypical child. So with that said, when you're getting all of this negative feedback throughout your life, and by that I mean like somebody's correcting you or telling you to stop running around or telling you to be quiet or not interrupt, all of these things that honestly sometimes we do. So I'm not shaming our parents and teachers that gave us this feedback, but at the end of the day, we did get this feedback. And as a consequence, it's given us this identity of not wanting to screw up, of being so terrified of screwing up that you never take a chance. And always working so hard to make something right or perfect. In our mind, we're just trying to produce and create and be prepared at a level that we think everybody else is. But the reality is that nobody is prepared. Nobody comes out of the gate being even close to perfect. And I'll stop using that word because it doesn't mean anything. There's no such thing as perfect. But nobody comes out of the gate being an excellent YouTuber or podcaster or entrepreneur or mother or traveler. Nobody. You have to put in the reps in order to get good at the thing that you want to get good at. You cannot procrastinate your way to efficacy and being good at a thing. I can assure you, no matter what your dream or goal is, you cannot procrastinate learn your way there. You have to put in the reps. That is the only way to build experience and to become proficient in something. And you might be saying to yourself, but I don't have the confidence to actually do the thing. Confidence doesn't come from procrastinating. learning. In fact, it's the opposite of confidence because you'll see other people around you taking steps towards the same outcome that you want, but you're still stuck on module three of the course you haven't finished yet. And you wonder why you're not moving ahead. And it's because you are stuck in this paralysis of, I don't feel ready, I don't feel confident, I don't feel prepared. And I want to tell you that that is absolutely normal and absolutely acceptable and absolutely necessary. So let me repeat this just because it is so important. You will absolutely not reach your goal by procrastinating. You can only do it by doing by doing it poorly, by doing it messy, by doing it and making a fool out of yourself or failing or getting rejected, which I know is a huge thing for ADHDers. So if you are someone who gets paralyzed by rejection-sensitive dysphoria, then consider designing your process in a way that's going to mitigate or minimize the fear of rejection. What do I mean by that? When I first became a coach, I had a fear of putting myself out there. Like, what if somebody signed up for my coaching fees and I wasn't good or I wasn't able to help them and they spent all this money? I personally could not go to sleep with that fear in my mind. So what I did was ask myself, what would feel less scary? What is something that I could move forward with that's not procrastinating? learning? It's actually doing the thing, but it's doing it in a way that doesn't feel terrifying to me. And to me, that was getting my reps in at low to no cost. So basically I was charging people a dollar. I had to charge them something because I needed paid coaching hours for my certification, but there was no guideline on what you had to charge. So I charged as little as I possibly could till I started to get my reps in. I started to feel a little bit more confident about what I was doing. And if I had a crappy call, then I know that this person spent an hour of their time and a dollar, so I wasn't gonna lose sleep over it. So that is an example of designing your process so you're at least moving out of procrastinating learning and into action without causing too much fear or overwhelm to yourself. Because you also don't want to push yourself so far or terrify yourself 
to the point where it becomes a miserable experience. Like I was listening to a podcast today where Noah Kagan was encouraging Ali Abdul to go into Starbucks and ask for a discount just so he could get used to failure and rejection. Personally, I think that's dumb because best case scenario, you're getting a 10% discount on a $3 coffee. Most likely scenario is that they say no and you look like a total idiot for asking for a discount at Starbucks for no apparent reason. So instead, look for those opportunities where you can put yourself out there, where you know there's the element of failure or looking a little goofy or people judging you, but it's in an environment where you feel okay. So maybe that's putting a post on social media every day for a whole week. It doesn't have to be your face. You don't have to do a video, but you're starting to put in the reps by actually posting on social media, if that were your goal. But by putting in the reps, it's going to get a little bit easier every day. The reason why some people never get started, especially when it comes to sharing yourself on social media, is that they assume they have to be an expert before they get started. And nothing can be further from the truth. People want to see the behind the scenes. They want to see you grow. They want to see your transformation. So start from where you are and share how you're going through the journey because that is what's going to inspire people, not the end result. Less and less, we want to see the end result these days, right? So how do we stop the cycle of procrastinating? learning? Number one, get real with yourself. Do you actually want to do the thing or do you just like the idea of having done the thing? In which case you have no intention of actually following through with it. You're just going to stay mired in procrastinating. learning. And if that's what you want to do because you just like taking courses on a particular subject, rock on with your bad self, but also be real with yourself that you're not actually making strides towards an outcome. You just want to stay in the learning mode, which is totally fine. Number two, think about where you are now in your learning journey. Have you retained everything that you've learned or has it just kind of gone in one ear and out the other because you're not actually applying what it is you're learning? If that's the case, then you know you need to get started. But if you really feel like you have a gap in knowledge, my best advice to you is to go find somebody who has done exactly what it is you want to do, tell them what you've learned so far and ask them, is there anything else I should really be aware of or brush up on before I get started? Most likely they're going to tell you to just start, but better that you know from an expert in the field you want to get into what you need to learn in order to be best prepared to start. And ask yourself, what do I need to feel safe or confident enough to just take the first step? And then once you've taken the first step, pause, notice that you're still alive and that you can actually make a second step and a third step and a fourth step. Eventually, what's going to happen is you're either going to build the confidence to move forward with the outcome that you want, or you're going to realize that it's not something you want after all, and then you've learned something about yourself, and you can move on to the next thing. One more thing that I would recommend that you do, and this is something I did myself very recently, create a boundary with yourself. No new courses or classes or coaches or group therapy until you have applied what you've learned so far. If you believe that whatever it is you want to do requires this long journey of learning, but you have not been applying what you've been learning as you've moved towards it, by the time you get to implementation, you're going to realize that you've forgotten a lot of what you learned in module three of that course you took two years ago, and you're going to have to go back to it anyway. So in an optimal scenario, you are learning new things and you are applying what you're learning as you go along. So very few people actually take that step and is the most powerful one that you can actually take. Now, as somebody who actually sells a couple of courses, it's not in my best interest to tell you not to buy courses, 
but I'm going to do just that because if you've already bought all these courses and you're still feeling overwhelmed, buying more or even hiring a coach might not be the best route for you. If there's something that's holding you back, whether it's fear of failure, fear of success, or fear of not knowing what you're doing when you start, trust me, none of those fears are going to go away by taking more courses. It can only go away by action. So I hope at this point I've motivated you to take action. Do one small thing. What is one small thing you can do today? And then once that's done, ask yourself the same question for tomorrow. I know you can do this. Take care. I hope this was helpful and I'll see you in the next video. Thank you for listening. For links and resources for this podcast, please visit itsadhdfriendly.com or click the link in the show description. Please also be sure to subscribe so you get automatic updates when new shows are posted. And of course, please do leave us an ADHD-friendly review. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next week.